Race Time Radio, uh, Joe Chisholm uh, right here, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right in the Race Time Radio studio. And man, oh man, if we got a lineup for you tonight on the program, two hours, the next two hours, I might add, uh, it's going to be nothing but short track racing coast to coast here in Canada. Uh, we're going to make some stops on Canada's east coast. We're going to uh, kick it off, really, here in Ontario with a super stock that's primed and ready to go. And then uh, we're going to end the night out in on Canada's uh, west coast, out in B.C., and we're going to catch up with uh, last year's winner of the Canada 200 at Western Speedway. Uh, Brandon Carlson's going to join the show. Uh, let me. What do you think, Junior? We got big race coming up at Texas here in about an hour or so. Yeah, we got the uh, the All Star Race, of course, uh, going to take place. Uh, it starts at eight p.m. Eastern time, so we're not going to talk about it a whole lot here <laughs> during the program. No, uh, but uh, the All Star the All Star Race, you know, new track uh, uh, kicking off at Texas. Uh, it should be a, it should be a pretty neat event. Yeah, cool idea, right? Take it out to Charlotte, move yeah, it around, definitely. get it to a different spot. The All Star Game uh, doesn't matter what sport you're talking about; it moves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, last year, of course, with the uh, you know with the the change on the schedule it was a positive um very similar track to charlotte is texas um so i think that uh, it'll be very similar but uh a, a great venue nonetheless and and uh you know it looking at the the racing that uh, that transpired this weekend there was a lot of great uh, there was a lot of great content on uh, over the course of the weekend this weekend uh, from Texas and, and as well from all over, uh, you know, uh, North America. There was there was a tremendous amount of racing this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's going to be more right here in this country uh, coming up in the next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I finally get to go to a racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> me too, me June too. 19th. Sobble Speedway. We're <laughs> going to practice next Saturday night. Yep. yep. Um, I'm really looking forward to that first time and uh, like two years right yep yeah absolutely it's uh you know last year we got uh we got uh, our our uh, you know minimal fill i guess you could say of yeah. racing yeah uh, we got out to a few racetracks uh you know over the course of uh of 2020 but uh it'll be nice uh, by all you know by all accounts it looks like we're we're gonna get lots of racing in 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 2021 so that's a uh, that's a big bright spot and, and uh, definitely exciting let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. I'm really excited to get to each and every one of these guests, as always, uh, here on Race Time Radio. We got uh, going to kick it all off here in a couple moments with Corey McAllister, driver of the number 71 super stock here in the province of Ontario. Uh, he's getting ready to go next weekend. Uh, it, it's the official season opener at Sunset Speedway. 
And Corey McAllister is going to kick the tires and light the fires on that beautiful 71 car. Yeah, definitely. He, uh, you know, the, the past couple of years, um, Corey has taken a deep dive into motorsports. Whoa, you know, it's, uh, it, it's really interesting. Corey McAllister is a, um, you know, a, a young businessman uh, from over towards Hanover, Ontario. And, uh, you know, he, he, it wasn't that long ago that uh, he popped into a four-cylinder, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, he fell in love with the sport, and, you know, it, the guy is just a an overall a bright spot in, in motorsports. He's one of those guys that, that showed up at a racetrack one day and fell in love with it and, you know, has really taken it to a whole new level. And, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, what he has been able to do in a short period of time, um, it's been really impressive. And, and uh, man, the guy has just lit the lamp this year. When you look at how beautiful of a race car he's got um, and all the partnerships that he's got. So uh, he's going to be a great guest. Today. I'm going to find out if he's still got that butterball on the on the rear, uh, r- right on the rear bumper cover. Yeah. I'm going to find out if he's still got that. We'll hear from Corey McAllister in just mere moments. Uh, Tim Terry out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, of course, Tim's motor, uh, Tim's, Corner. Corner.ca is where you find Timmy hanging out most times. Uh, he's got his eye on absolutely everything in the Maritime Provinces. We'll check in with Timmy tonight on the show. Haven't had uh, Tim on in quite a while, Junior. It's going to be good catching up with Timmy. Yeah, definitely. It's been a while since we've had Tim on, and we've talked about him lots. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we stopped talking to him quite a bit from last year because he wouldn't tell us who's the driver of the Zero Car, right? <laughs> That's why we stopped talking to Timmy. But oh, yeah. uh, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I'm <laughs> kidding. But uh, he's just a, a great cat and definitely busy uh, covering all the stuff that's happening uh, on the East Coast right now and, uh, you know, kind of previewing what's to come. Uh, he, he's always got his ear to the ground, and he's always got a little bit of tidbit of information for us. So it'll be uh, it'll be great to catch up with Timmy. Well, I know out in New Brunswick, six sixty uh, started, yep. and then they had to stop. I know Petty International Raceway and under the green flag uh, delayed. The first week because of rain. Yep. Then they got under the green flag, and then I don't know what's happening from there. Tim will be able to answer all those questions, and oh, he will. Uh, East Coast International, um, the, the the brand new title sponsor of the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Um, that we've got two drivers that are going to participate in that tour when it gets underway. Uh, Chris Hughes out in PEI. Uh, driver of the 32, Chris is going to join the show tonight. I already heard Tim. No, it's not 32, it's 82. But it is the number 32, and we're going to catch up with Chris tonight on the show. Different-looking car, too. Oh, yeah. Beautiful-looking car. Chris and those guys did a great job with that piece. Always, yep. always, always, yep. always. Uh, the number 99 as well, Craig White. Always a big Ford guy. Don't know whether he's in a Ford this year, Chevy, what, he, what he's going to come out with. He's in a Hicken car, that's for sure. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, then it's probably a Chevrolet. We are going to check in tonight with Craig White out in Nova Scotia. And then, as mentioned, at the end of the show, or at least in hour number two, we're going to go all the way out to BC and we're going to check in with uh, Brandon Carlson. Driver the number 14. Uh, I was texting today with Brandon, finding out how things were looking out in BC. I said, man, are you getting geared up yet? What's happening out there? And uh, lo and behold, they're going racing next weekend yep. at Western Speedway, sure. I do believe. So we're going to check in. I said, Brandon, you got time tonight? He goes, absolutely. So on the show, he's going to be on with us live tonight. So that's who we got coming up. 
And I can well imagine we're going to uh, be talking lots more about everything else in between. Uh, but what do you say we kick the show off with that super stock driver, driver, the number 71, Corey McAllister, getting ready to go. He's on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Corey? How are you? Good, good, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Fantastic, man. First and foremost, the number 71, you did it again. Uh, look, we haven't even got the first lap in yet. And I can tell you right now, if you don't win best appearing, I don't know what is. Yeah, the boys at uh, Image Raps, they knocked it out of the park. We went to them with an idea that we'd seen down south. And, uh, yeah, I think it turned out pretty well. You don't uh, you don't see a black and white scheme too much. So put a bit of gray with it, and it turned out great. Uh, amazing looking. Corey, I know last year, COVID season, uh, you guys did get some racing in. I know you were up at the beach doing a little testing last year, and uh, you were getting all wound up, ready to go, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, you ended up getting racked up on an ATV. Uh, this year, you stay away from that ATV. you got to go racing in uh, less than a week. How are the plans? Yeah, that's uh, that's the plan. Uh, we won't be doing too much ATV in this summer. Uh, we, were, we had a real fast car. We were up testing it. So we thought we were perfect. And, uh, yeah, went away on an ATV trip, and that ended the season. <laughs> it's, oh, man. It, it, it happens, right? It's uh, You know, it seems like, uh, you know, once a year there's one of you guys that uh, – they you know, that end up on the sidelines because of something. But uh, I imagine it would have been hard sitting on the sidelines watching your race car drive around in circles. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, you know, we're back. We're healthy. Uh, the hardware's out of the shoulder now and uh, determined, and uh, we're ready to go. We got two cars in here that are basically the exact same, and uh, we're ready to rock. We're we're just uh, we're waiting for next Saturday to come. Absolutely. Corey, uh, you know, you've been, and I touched on it right at the beginning of the show here, um, you've been a, a bright spot in the sport. You've been uh, somebody who, you know, came to a racetrack, um, and fell in love with it and, and started the ball rolling and man, did the snowball ever grow quickly. Um, you're, you're a force to be reckoned with now. Every time you, you enter the racetrack, every time your team walks through the back gate, um, you bring a car that can, you know, compete for a win. You bring, you know, excitement, you bring sponsorship, you bring all of that stuff to the table. Um, talk a little bit about your pathway to get here because I know, you know, this is, the kind of the first time not the first time on the show but you know the first time in in quite a while being back on the show um but talk a little bit about your pathway to get to where you're at right now uh because i i think that you know a lot of people are interested in in who cory McAllister is and and how you how you got you know the passion that you have for the sport in 2017 i had a young guy working for me ben claggis he was racing uh fun stock over at uh, Varney or Full Throttle Speedway, and he wanted to move up to mini stock, so I thought, well, I'll help you out. So me and him went and got a car, and we started working on it. And I was sitting in the pits watching him, and I thought, I need to do this myself. So a good buddy of mine, our primary sponsor, uh, Strike Energy Systems, he had an old Spira car, Scott Simmons' car. I actually still got it here. We just redid it all again. And uh, I got racing, and... Uh, 2017 we really really struggled um we were lapped down every night we were working the shop a lot but we we just really weren't sure the direction we were going and uh 2018 it all turned around we started winning in the mini stock i started having a good success um and sean chenoworth ended up having a super stock for sale we knew that was the direction we wanted to go with super stock racing so uh, we got that end of 2018 2019 uh 
we started racing at um, full throttle. Ended up uh, going up and running points at Sauble as well. And it, uh, the, that season worked out really, really well for us. Uh, we were the points champion at full throttle. We finished third overall at Sauble um, and highest finishing rookie. And, uh, yeah, so then uh, all the top five at all the invitationals throughout that year. So it was a successful season, and, um, yeah, just kept building from there. And what makes our program so good now is our people. We Right from the, the crew to Sean uh, SCR in the background for guidance and advice and, um, you know, just all of our sponsors, partners, um, the people is what makes this team successful. We, we just have a great group of people uh, that are determined to win. And they want to win, and uh, that's what we go and try and do every week. You know, on on that front, you know, and 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 you know, you're you're a business guy. Number one, you have a full time job. You know, you're not you're not racing full time. But talk about the relationship side of of motorsports because you know it, it's it's intriguing. Um, you know, to to somebody that's on the outside looking in that maybe just sat in a grandstand one time and and hasn't turned a lap on a race car um, or in a race car. But the relationships, you know, is is a big part of the sport. You hear people talk about it all the time. But for you, relatively new and green behind the ears, you're not a you know a seasoned veteran in the in the game. But you've came a long way in a short period of time. Talk a little bit about the relationships and and you know that that you've found through motorsports. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of great people involved in motorsports. Uh, number one. You know, with our, uh, I'd say what really changed our whole situation is, uh, you know, when we got teamed up with SCR, uh, that just helped our super stock program. It took us and made us leaps and bounds. We weren't learning. We had Sean to lean on uh, and still do today, and, and Sean's still uh, a big part of our program. Right from that to, you know, I, I, we sponsor a lot of cars as well, and um, it, it's not so much even for advertisement. It's more for the love of sport you know i see people succeed and uh, do well and it puts a smile on your face at the end of the day um you know right down to the tracks uh, right now we're doing a scale setup but it's in the tech shed for flamborough speedway and and there's just so many good people in this industry that if you if you work with those people i i think the, the opportunities are endless we're with Corey McAllister tonight drives to the number 71 Corey, where's home where's home what, what town uh, Durham, Ontario. Ah, there you go. I didn't know whether you're Durham or Hanover. Down, I well, knew... yeah, right around, basically Varney, uh, yeah, Durham, uh, our shops in Hanover, but yeah. Ah, there you go. So, uh, there and about, uh, but that's who we've got on the hotline, so you know who we're talking with tonight. Uh, Corey, you're getting set for next weekend. Have you had any test time on those uh, beautiful Black 71s, or, or are you going to hit the track for the first time come next Saturday? No, we've been out testing, uh, shook everything down, uh, made sure we it's where we want it, and uh, we showed some good speed, so we're pretty excited to get rolling. So, uh, right out of the box, did you guys, uh, were, were you satisfied right out of the box, or did you end up finding stuff? I know when guys come out and test, not always does it go so well uh, right out of the box, and it's a good thing that they did do a little testing. Because it uh, would have, you know, like if something negative happens to the car, uh, you know, the first time you you drag it out, man, it can screw up one of your race days and maybe even a championship. Uh, did you guys find anything race one, or did you come out of the box pretty good? Uh, one car, the SCR car, it had no issues at all. It uh, it came out, showed speed fast, came home, nut and bolted it, cleaned it, basically put it back up on the hoist. 
our other car, we just did a full rebuild on it with the powder coat and the chassis and everything. So we had a few bugs with it, but there was nothing uh, major. We brought it back to the shop, found out what was causing our problems, and I think we're ready to go with it as well. Now, how are you going to pick which car you're going to use night number one? Uh, we got a pretty good idea, but we're just going to we're going to keep that uh, under our hat. You're not allowed to do that. But... You're not allowed to do that on this show, Corey. This <laughs> show this go, show no. is pure transparency. There's nobody that ever holds anything back on this show. I'm just letting you know. You don't want to be the first guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, don't don't step in that yeah, Wilbur. Yeah. I believe that is no, I better not say that. <laughs> Man, holding stuff back. It's just part of this game, isn't it? It's uh, you know, you got to keep people guessing. Um, Corey, looking at, uh, you know, the, the landscape of, of, you know, where you get to go racing, obviously the super stock division has, uh, taken some, some big steps over the past couple of years. Um, you know, with a unified rule book, uh, you know, the, the, the addition now of the, uh, the five race series with the APC series, uh, you were instrumental, you know, with a handful of guys, um, in, in kind of getting that ball rolling and, and being an advocate for super stock and, and for or getting everybody together, um, and, and then as well, you were you were instrumental in, in putting together a couple events where um, you know the Superstocks got to uh, get together uh, collectively, um, like last year at Sobel Speedway, like the races at Jucasa, um, and, and a handful of others. Um, your name continually popped up in how did this deal come together, and uh, that's that's got to be uh, a big feather in the cap, and I think a lot of people need to know that. Um, and, and when you look at the landscape where super stock racing is right now, where it's headed, um, are, are you happy with, with where everything is headed and, and, you know, where can you see it going? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going right in the right direction. Now, if you look back two or three years ago, it was starting to struggle a little bit. Uh, but, um, yeah, last year we really showed when you put 20 or 27 cars or 25 cars on the track, how good a race and, uh, we really put on, like, you look at, um, I was going to say Biff, but uh, <laughs> Greg, or, uh, Todd Davenport and Kenny Grube up at uh, Sobel, and, you know, that finish there and all over, uh, the Superstocks are some of the best races in Ontario last year. And then, uh, you know, this year I think you're going to see an eye-opener. There's some really good teams building new equipment. There's guys that are stepping away from the pro late model coming back down to Superstock, and, and it's going to be a show every night. Um I could see the, the APC deal, or Quick Quick uh, um, Superstock Series. That's just phenomenal. That's I think that's exactly what the province needed. Was that um, some guys, you know, they don't want to run 14 nights tonight or a week, a summer at a home track, but they want to go and run four or five nights and travel all over and be able to do the camp and and things like that. And and that number one, it, it just it gets everybody together, it gets them out, and uh, it's a really good thing. Um, the unified rule book, I'd say, without the unified rule book, this wouldn't have happened. Um, now all the tracks are on the same rule package. As for, to me, I, I love it. I, I like it. Um, you know, we don't change our car from track to track to track. You, you, you build your car to the rule book and you go race for the summer. And to me, that's how it needs to be. Um, there's only five or six tracks or how many there is. And why can't you have a unified rule book? Um, it's, uh, it's a great thing. Um, I know Alex Nagy and all the guys there and all the tech guys did a lot of work and a lot of time sitting at the table, and everybody thinks it's so simple, but I know it's a big job. And uh, they got it put together, and, and kudos to those guys for doing that. Um, it, it, it's helped our division immensely. 
Yeah, it's going to be wild when things get underway, and they do get underway on uh, next Saturday night. Uh, thoughts heading into race number one. Uh, well, what do you like at sunset? You are racing sunset next week, right? Or is it Flamborough? Uh, we made a decision we're going to go to uh, sunset, um, you know, right through well, before 2020. And before now, our game plan was to go run sunset for points. And, uh, you know, we know we got our hands full. Uh, there's going to be a lot of great competition there. Um, you know, that, to me, every racer's got to go in every race thinking you're going to want to win that race. And uh, that's what we're, we want to do unloading off the trailer. Um, if you're not going for winning wins, then I don't know why you're going to the speedway. But, you know, if we, we, we got a lot of determination and we – we want to unload and be fast right off the trailer next weekend. Well, I can bet there's going to be a pile of eyeballs on you. I can guarantee that. Uh, speaking of eyeballs on that car, what do we got on there for decals? And do we got that butterball on the rear? And keep in mind, this is only this is only a two-hour program. So, <laughs> you know, only only cover the top 30 on there because I know that you got a lot of stickers. <laughs> uh, number one, Strike Energy Systems out of Durham, Ontario. Tyler's and the guys there have been with me since day one. Uh, elevated workplace safety that's a new uh safety training company for workplace safety now in uh, graham bruce check them out uh obviously called the cobb millwrights smart on construction uh coming clean laundry and uniform uh butterball can is back with us again uh epic racewear nickel insurance uh, junk dog uh bin and float service thompson photography uh schner race parks uh sean chenoworth racing and um yeah i think that's uh, oh thompson photography and um, yeah, and then Image Drops does all of our vinyl. So, you know, and the great crew of guys. And uh, yeah, they, right there's the list that keeps us going. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. Well, Corey, that list tells you a lot about you and your race team. And uh, I can tell you, as uh, as a fan and a guy that's at a racetrack, love watching you roll in the gate. Love watching you perform. And uh, you're going to be a threat to win again this coming Saturday night as you will throughout the course of the season. We want to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. I really appreciate it. And don't you be a stranger. I want to see the 71. And I am uh, firmly planted at Sobel. i got to see your butt up there, kid. Oh, we'll be up there. Uh, see how the schedule lays up. I was just talking to Joe Jr. the other day. I said, I'm not sure how many nights we're going to make it up, but we'll definitely make it up. Uh, our team wants to support every speedway around, so. That's You're awesome. dynamite, Corey. You have a good one. Be safe. Stay off the ATV. And uh, we'll be looking for some results maybe back here next Sunday night as a winner. Right on. Thanks, guys. I hope to be talking to you. That is Corey McAllister, driver of that number 71. A beautiful, beautiful-looking race car. And uh, not only does it show well, but it also goes, Junior. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, he's... He, he, a guy that it just shows the depth a guy that gets hurt you know on an atv you know his car could stay in the garage you know it, it, it could have stayed there until he healed up and got better um it didn't he rolled no. out he you know he put and, andrew camrath in the car uh, andy camrath turned a few laps uh you know had some amazing results and and runs um you know uh, put chenoweth in the car as well uh, you think back to some of the races at like jucasa speedway um where where you know chenoweth you know was a favorite to win oh, yeah. um you know it's uh it, it's really interesting and when he says he supports this the sport that's what he does and yeah uh, um he is one of those guys that's an ambassador for this sport and you know we talk about that a lot um you know it, it's one thing to be a competitor it's one thing to be a fan but it's another thing to be an ambassador and you know i would put 
him in that same category with a guy like Gary Elliott. I know they're on completely yes. opposite ends of the spectrum. I agree. Um, where you know Gary's been in the sport for a hundred years, where where well, Corey 50. hasn't fifty years. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like he's yeah, been yeah. in the sport for a long time. Yep. Where Corey hasn't been. Um, but they show the same level, level of passion and, and love for the sport and uh, continually make it better for the people who are there. Um, I've never heard Corey say a negative word about a racetrack, about a race car, about a race competitor. Um, you know, and, and he's competitive on the racetrack. Sure. So yeah, yeah. it's, uh, you know, just a, a great dude. And uh, definitely, uh, you know, I'm definitely a fan of that 71 camp. He has got the potential to do what a Gary Elliott, the Iron Man, does, and that's to be in the sport alone time uh and it's gonna be wild man sunset speedway next saturday night if you're kicking around ontario uh that is gonna be one track that's gonna be under the green flag uh oh i say that you can't go there uh with no fans see i forgot that part oh junior we gotta hit a break i gotta resort myself out and well we do that uh, I know Susie Q will be getting Tim Terry on that hotline. We'll be going to the East Coast of Canada next, right here on Race Time. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Bob Finnegan's. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Out here the nights are long, the days are long. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rackhunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! 
Get access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Oh. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. And streaming live or on demand. And back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Junior right here in the RTR studio. And we are about to go off to the East Coast and grab Tim Terry, the voice of uh, the Pro Stock Tour. Um, the voice of Short Tim's Track Racing part? out there, basically. He is. Yep. yep. Timmy's got all those bases covered, I'll tell you. Um, he has, he's got to have more than two eyes because uh, he's got them all over there. Yep, definitely. He sure great. does. Oh, Junior, you know what I've got to mention, too? What's that? Um, our, our, all of our thoughts, uh, definitely our thoughts and uh, prayers are with everybody at Eastbound International yes, Speedway. Uh, Sam passed away out there. Uh, Sam worked with Mike James yep. in announcing, and I'll tell you what, back when uh, I was out there at Eastbound, I was the race director for a couple of years, I want to say it was uh, 2017 and 18 uh, were the two years, uh, I got diagnosed with cancer when I was working with those guys out there, and Sam uh, was the guy that uh, he said, hey, Joe, uh, I heard, you know, that you got diagnosed with cancer. I said, yeah, I did. I was pretty bummed by it, actually. Yep. And uh, Sammy said, listen, Joe, uh, I've had cancer for quite a while. And I'll tell you what, Sam spent a lot of hours, uh, not only at the track, but he would call me through the week when I first started going through everything, trying to walk me through a lot of the different aspects of what were going to take place uh, in my future, and he kept saying to me, don't worry about it. Just yep. don't worry about it. Just go through the treatments, and uh, you know what? You're going to be fine. I know you're going to be fine. And uh, you know what? Sammy was right all the way through, and then I heard um, that that finally that, that cancer got him. Yep. And it just broke my heart the other day when I heard it. For sure. uh, and I know Mike James, a uh, good friend of mine, and of course— uh, Mike from Eastbound International Speedway. Um, Mike was really, really taken back. Yeah. Um, so we're thinking of you, buddy. Uh, we're thinking of everybody at Eastbound and uh, Sam and his family, uh, Sam's family. And uh, Sammy was a dynamite guy. Absolutely. Uh, dynamite guy. He really helped me out. Uh, as well as uh, 
Mr. McKenzie, right here in the province of Ontario. Absolutely. A guy that went through the exact same form of cancer I had. And uh, the same thing. I've seen him at Chucasa Speedway. He walked me right through a lot of the different things that I was going to go through. He was bang on the money. Yep. Um, and I, I'm happy to say I've got three clear scans now. Um, other than being a little bit, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Yep. I'm okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Anyway. Anyway. It's uh, definitely thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, when, when when somebody in the sport, you know, it, this is one big family. You oh, realize that, right? Yeah, yeah. doesn't it's, matter uh, where you are. No, exactly. It doesn't coast matter where you are. It's, uh, if you're a part of motorsports, you're a part of motorsports, and that's the way that it is. So, um, yeah, definitely. It's a tough deal. Flamborough Speedway. Things you got to be getting exciting at Flamborough Speedway. I love that racetrack. Yeah. Uh, John Caselli, Frank Caselli, and uh, the whole family at uh, Flamborough Speedway. They, uh, you know what, John? Through the pandemic last year, you want to talk about the pillar, the rock, uh, John Caselli, that has been in this sport and owning that facility for like fifty years. Um, he is. Uh, uh, he, he did it last year. He's about to do it again this year. Started up. Uh, things are getting ready to go. Yeah, definitely. This past weekend they had a you know an open test session. By the sounds of it, there was a handful of late models there. Um, you know, lots of other divisions, um, and uh, you know, out there testing and and uh, getting ready for night number one. It's uh, it's right around the pipe, and uh, you know, it's coming up on on the nineteenth uh, on Saturday. So it'll be interesting. I don't know whether it'll be on G Force or. Or what the plan is, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, whether it's going to be, you know, broadcast live, uh, but uh, race number one, they're going to get out there at least and get out on the racetrack and and put some competition laps down and and uh, you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be good to watch. Yeah, fans can't go, but what a time to work for a facility. Dial them up, get uh, get employed, even if you work for free. Get to the track. <laughs> That's right. uh, anyway, let's get to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in Tim Terry. Uh, from Canada's East Coast. What's going on tonight there, brother? I haven't talked to you in a long time. Well, I guess I'm not talking to you now either. Uh, <laughs> let's try this one more time. Tim Terry, have we got you? Okay, we, we haven't got Tim Terry there. We don't have Tim there. there either. Okay, we're going to drop that channel off, and we're going to get Sue to reestablish connection with Tim Terry on 6 there, Sue. Uh, so you can give Timmy a call and... Uh, she will let us know yes. as soon as Timmy's ready to rock and roll, and we'll pull him back up there. I believe Sue had Tim. I didn't know it. So we were uh, talking about different things there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, anyway, um, I believe Sue will get Tim Terry right back on that hotline. What are you saying? Tim is on seven. I am going to click seven right now. I'm going to go like that. And I'm going to go like that, and I'm going to bring up, and Tim is not on seven. So let me try six. Is Tim, are you over on this one? Can you hear me now? Oh, we can, can hear, hear you now. now. Put your hand up a little higher. That's what it was. Either that or I was mashing the wrong button. And you know all about me mashing the wrong button, Timmy. Well, I, I mean, most of the time, nine times out of ten, we get the right button. So we're all good. And by the way, Junior Matt Vaughn is still driving the zero car. Yeah, no, I know that now. I know that now. Guess who didn't tell me that? Uh, Guess who didn't tell me that? It was it was not you. <laughs> the, the, the writing was on the wall for a little while back in the, in the day. But now that he's you know got a couple of starts in that race car now after Scotia, Riverside, 
the, the Riverglade International last year. I think he's going to be a threat for Rookie of the Year when we do get up and running. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I wouldn't doubt it. I, 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 if if I don't bust your chops, you know, you, you wouldn't know who I was, right? That's just the Absolutely. way that it is. It's just the way that it is. <laughs> Timmy, uh, start at six sixty and, and then stop. And then yes. Petty. Oh, rain got in the way, and then they got out of the box. But bring us up to date. What's going on out there? Is the Atlantic bubble in effect yet, or is it still being worked on? With all the politics that are going on behind the scene in the province of New Brunswick between race cars and government and uh, the mix between an entertainment venue and a sporting venue, Joe, we could be here for two hours, and I know you don't have all the time for it. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, there's there's some different rules and, and things that are being done and what have you. The good news for New Brunswick, though, is that once they hit the 75% vaccination mark, they're supposed to be to the point where racetracks can operate and sporting venues can operate at max capacity as long as they have an operational plan and do the social distancing and having the mask in and, and everything else. They are at 74.6% as of today. Uh, we wouldn't have got there this weekend. Their plan was last Monday. They didn't even come close to hitting that target. So uh, we're hopeful that this week coming up, we'll see some racing at Petty Raceway and Speedway Miramichi and then 660 back with the Atlantic Modified Tour on June 26th. Atlantic Bubble, you probably know as much as I do. One province says one thing, the other province says the other. Right now the date is... June 30 for most provinces to be able to travel back and forth without having a whole lot of hassle, but we're still kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, and you know what? In fairness to those guys, I know everybody's freaked out. We got different variants, and uh, you know, Nova Scotia, bless them, uh, it is a beautiful place. But if a lot of people got sick all at one time, uh, they would struggle. So they're erring on the side of uh, of caution. And I know we all hate it, but uh, you got to respect them for uh, what they're doing. Uh, they're going to get it under control. And I guess uh, just got to be patient, right? That's what we got to be. We have no other choice but to be patient. Uh, are things sounding and looking a little better for the province of Nova Scotia? Uh, like, are you getting close to their the 70 mark, if you will? Uh, every track is open for testing, uh, which is a good sign. And multiple teams can be at the racetrack, obviously one car on the track at the, at, at the one time, just the same as the rules were essentially prior to COVID. Uh, but when you look at that number, Nova Scotia is start, starting to reopen on Wednesday. And uh, the Premier wants, I believe, it's 65% of the total population vaccinated before they hit that phase three number, which would allow sports competition. Uh, not sure on gathering numbers. I know... Uh, Riverside International Seaway and Scotia Speed World are working closely with the government. So when we do get that green light or that green flag, we'll be able uh, to get on the racetrack. It's kind of looking like, you know, potentially the first weekend in July, depending on what the numbers are. But uh, we we know as much as everybody else does right now, we're kind of in the, the wait and see mode and uh, see where it all lands. Uh, I saw a uh, little post from Oysterbed Speedway this weekend stating that they are racing July 3rd. Now, that is supposed to be a Maritime Pro Stock Tour date. They are capped by numbers. It looks like the Maritime Pro Stock Tour will not be on that date. Mm -hmm. So that's probably going to shift a little bit. I did see a post from Robbie that mentioned the second Pro Stock Tour date. They are aiming to have the Pro Stock Tour there in late July. So who who really knows what's going to happen right now? The next tour date is scheduled for June 26th. 
Phase three is scheduled for June 30. If that moves up, we can play the what-if game all night long. Oh, yeah, we could. And uh, now, Tim, I know, like Riverside this weekend, uh, they were scheduled to go race, and then it uh, it got postponed. But I do believe we, uh, Junior, you mentioned that you've seen that they're going to try and make those dates up. No, maybe it was Jerry Paxton I was talking to today. Jerry said, uh, from what he read, uh, when, when a date gets canceled like that, uh, Riverside's intention is to try and make up the events that do get canceled. How's the talk been? Because we're long past May 2 for a weekend, and I know we usually fire up or very close to it uh, at Scotia Speed World. Uh, is there talk of maybe making the dates up if, in, if in fact, we get, uh, you know, under a green flag, a respectable green flag by mid to end of July? Uh, the last I heard from, from Ken Cunning and everybody at the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour was that they were trying to find dates with those facilities that we lost dates with to make them up at some point. Now, whether that means racing later, who really knows, you know, shifting things around, the oyster bed announcement will kind of throw something in, in, into a, a wrench into the plans, I'm sure, with that July 3rd date, because that's another race that would have to be moved or put back into place with gathering limits and everything else opening back up. So, uh, again, we can play the what-if game all day long and look at schedules and kind of, you know, put this piece into there. And uh, New Brunswick has their kind of uh, 660 and Petty kind of working together. Miramichi, they're all kind of working together in the province of New Brunswick. So where do you find dates that work there? It's it's kind of a little bit of a mess right now. (laughs) Yeah, slightly. Uh, Let's go with some stuff that we know for sure, Tim Terry. Uh, I know one thing for sure. If there is action at any track, I know you got your butt there. So uh, whereabouts are you planning on going, and what have you seen so far this year? Well, I haven't been to a racetrack yet, which my crew has. I haven't. So I uh, want to give a shout-out to Denver Match at Brittany Hoyt, uh, John Forsyth, Kayla Burkhardt. Uh, they've been behind the Tim's Corner TV brand so far this year. Uh, part of the Speed Sport family, you can check it out at timscorner.tv. The three races that ran in the province of New Brunswick, you can go back and watch with your timscorner.tv subscription. Uh, we started with Miramichi. Uh, the the uh, Spring Smash got going. Uh, they had, I think, 46, 47 demolition cars. It's a big demolition town. Uh, good field of mini-stops, good field of bombers up there as well. Uh, Neil Muse came away with the win in the mini soft popular victory uh, for him after moving back home to New Brunswick uh, earlier in the season. The uh, Speedway 660 Riverview Ford Lincoln season opener. They ran a pro stock race. And Joe, you guys know the problem with pro stocks is that it is a interprovincial sport, essentially, where you've got teams from Prince Edward Island, teams from Nova Scotia, teams from New Brunswick. And there's a little concentration of each in each province, but it's always nice to have numbers. Uh, 660 had 11 cars when they threw that green flag for that 75 lapper, and it was a great race won by Ryan Messer. Had to hold off Dave O'Blean as Ashton Tucker ended up uh, having something go wrong with the rear end in that race car. Uh, he was quick, Lonnie. Somerville was quick. Really good race up there. Sportsman race was phenomenal as well. Uh, and then that couple of weeks off, and then last week, Petty International Raceway got their first race in with 50 fans in the grandstands, and uh, the big race there, obviously you guys had Kenny on last week. Kenny took away that race. Alexander Oblinas on his back bumper for most of it. Justin Beers charged hard at the end of that one. Uh, came up just a little bit short for that win. 
Uh, and the Atlantic Modified Tour got kicked off with Travis Conroy finally getting his first victory, uh, being shadowed by Ease McRae for the uh, 40 lap distance. Yeah, uh, amazing. Uh, action's been hot and heavy, um, but but few and far between. Uh, what do you think we're going to see, Tim, when the tour fires up? Uh, do we have any surprises? Of course, we haven't seen a tour race yet. Um, uh, have we got any surprises that are going to turn some heads when we do get under that green flag? I think that guest you're going to have on a little bit later on is going to turn some heads in that 99 car uh, with that brand new to him race car. And I think that's going to reinvigor him a little bit. I had him on the Tim's Corner Live show earlier this season back about three months ago when he was excited then. Uh, and now that the racing season is getting a little bit closer, I'm sure he's going to be uh, even more excited to get this thing underway and get this party started. But uh, you look at the, the regulars. Dylan Blankhorn has kind of said he's going part-time. Whether the schedule gets cut back or not, maybe that changes his mind. Uh, the trophy is still sitting at uh, Auto World in Toronto, so I'm sure he looks at that every day when he goes into work. Uh, the Butchers are going to be strong. Nicholas Noggle came off uh, last season red hot. Uh, Greg Proud with that brand-new race car was solid at Riverside. List goes on and on. It, it's going to be a solid season, but it's a, it's a blank sheet of paper, and it's like a blank sheet of paper and a half because some of those drivers only got one or two races in last year. Some of them ran the full gamut in New Brunswick plus a couple of races in Nova Scotia. So who do you pick? I, I think it's wide open when we do go racing. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, it, it, Very interesting. You know, it was it was one of those points that jumped off the page to me over the course of the winter. Um, you know, Craig Slonwhite's always brought a nice car to the racetrack, and it's always been competitive. You know, he's always been a guy that, you know, is, is there in the hunt. Uh, he's always in the top five, you know, top eight, depending on what track you're at. Um, you know, he's always racing for the lead. He's leading laps, and, and being a part of the mix whether he's a dominant car or not he's never been you know the the guy that that goes out and dominates the race over the past couple of years um when when i heard the news that he was jumping into jonathan hicken's car from last year which was one of those cars where it is you know a dominant race car it uh, it went out there and led a whole pile of laps and it ran right up front every every single time it hit the racetrack um man if, if craig can do that with with what he had before um imagine what he can do now with the you know with probably the best piece that's in the maritimes and drivers go through slumps as well. You Absolutely. That. We saw Sean Turple a couple of years ago kind of go through that slump that he had with that new race car. And I think that's kind of what we saw at a Craig Slawn White. He really just didn't get a hold of that race car that he had for the last year or so and kind of went back to the old race car. And last year we started to see that old Craig Slawn White come out a little bit, but not in that force that you mentioned, Joe. I think we're going to see that this year. But again, it's going to take him a little bit of time to get accustomed to that Fury race car. But I think once he does get his feet underneath him, he's going to come back and he's going to win races and not just one. Once that door opens, he's going to win a few. But the competition on that tour is going to be solid. Ashton Tucker showed last year that he can come down. He went to Nova Scotia. He came to, to Scotia's B-Room, finished in the top three in the 250 at Scotia, and never seen that racetrack before except for in a Bandolero. So I, I think there's... Slaughter White is, is going to be really strong. Uh, you're going to see a lot of really strong competitors, though, on this tour. I don't think you can really pick a, a clear front runner right now. No. We'll have to wait till they get some time in and get a, a couple of races, and then I think we'll be able to, I don't know, pick five or ten of them and say, okay, there's your potentials right about there. Uh, Tim, uh, some, uh, some, some rule parodies as well in sportsmen out that way 
things going to get mighty exciting with sportsmen. Car counts should jump. Yeah, they've been trying to do that, Joe, for the last couple of years, and it's starting to really come into to play. I know Lawrence Hopper, I know he's listening tonight, one of the hardest working men in motorsports when it comes to the province of Nova Scotia. Uh, Lawrence and uh, those guys at Riverside International, Speedway with Annapolis Sports and Series, Bill Basil and uh, Tony Leonard and, and Donald Chisholm, they've all been working together to try to amalgamate the rules a little closer in Nova Scotia. So when you go up the 104, you don't have to make all those changes, or you come down the 102 and you don't have to make all those changes. There's still a couple of, of rule changes that, that have to be made between the province of New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, but they're closer than they've ever been. Uh, I know the street stock uh, division between New Brunswick and PEI is also starting to come together. I know the pandemic uh, put a hamper on the five-race series that they had planned. Hopefully that gets back on the tracks before this thing is all said and done. But uh, there's some rule parodies coming up the pipe uh, for several classes in Atlantic Canada. If you're a if you're a race fan, it's something to get excited about. I'm not a tech guy. I just I hear all the gripes and the complaints and, and the good news and what have you when it comes in. But uh, hearing a lot of good things from those teams, and uh, there's always going to be something that some race team doesn't like. But I think we're getting closer than we ever have been before. Yeah, and that's cool. I I, I long for the days. Uh, love rolling either into Scotia Speed World or uh, at Riverside and seeing those huge sportsman counts. Um, nothing gets you more excited than to have a dynamite pro stock race and you got a dynamite sportsman race. You get everything all in one package, and it doesn't matter what track you're at, you're getting a really cool package. Uh, that's what I get excited for, and you always get that out there. That's what I love. Absolutely, and especially last year in the province of New Brunswick with Nova Scotia kind of being choked off a little bit when it came to races, at least in the, the July-August sort of time frame. We saw a lot of big races in the province of New Brunswick, especially at Petty International Raceway. 30-something sportsman cars at the Mike Stevens, 30-something sportsman cars at the Riverglade International. Made for some wild races. We had one where a fire extinguisher was being thrown and a helmet was being thrown all in the same race. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that brings that excitement and, and action, and that's what the race fans want. I know I talked to Lonnie Somerville back about a year ago on one of the shop stops that we did for Tim's Corner, and he said the one thing that this sport is missing is rivalries. And I think with, with all those race cars that are at that racetrack and uh, starting to bring that back together, we might start to see a couple of drivers, you know, get a little upset at each other. And I think that's what this sport really needs. It does. It does. Junior, you've said that a number of times. We need to get that passion back in there. And nothing gets that fired up like competition. Yeah, there's two things that, that jump off the page to me in, in motorsports that are and, – and, and I've said the rivalry portion a lot. There's, there's too much interconnection. Um, if you look at the top level, so we're going to go F1, we're going to go NASCAR, right? But those are the, the two top levels of, of motorsports. And even IndyCar, we can lump that in there as well. Um, you know, the, the amount of interconnection, when you look at the landscape of what is on the racetrack, it looks like there's 40 cars on the racetrack. But in, in theory, there's only probably 16 teams um, that are not 16, sorry, six teams that are affiliated out of that. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of interconnection. And when you see it at the local short track level, now you're seeing that same thing with these manufacturers, right? So you look at an APC race, for instance, and I'm just going to use that as an example. Um, you know, when there's 26 cars there on the, on the property, um, you know, if 10 of them are McCall cars, <laughs> right and and you know but but 20 of them are are made by McCall <laughs> yeah. so there's a there's a tremendous amount of of interconnection there um and 
you know, it, it, it's just a part of this the sport, and just you know, it's it's part of the business model of the sport. Is if you want to be competitive, you have to get those parts and pieces made by a professional manufacturer, and and you have to have those relationships. And with that comes a lot of politics. Um, you know, it's it's the landscape. It doesn't matter if it's the Maritime Pro Stock Tour or if it's the the you know the Western Super Late Model Tour or or you know the Snowball Derby. Um, when you roll in through the back gate, there's a tremendous amount of underlying connections that that are a part of it. There's, but you know, the second part of that, and it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, you know, the the word safety <laughs> it comes into the sport so often. Um, you know, you, you hear, and and it's always a positive story. You know, thank God they built this. You know, the the safe race car, right? You, you hear that, and that is a massive positive when somebody says that because something big happened, and and somebody walked away from it. That being said, this sport was built on heroism and. There is nothing to do with safety and heroism. Um, you know, when when you think of a hero or you think of somebody that is completely brave and, and, and you know, brazen, um, it, it's it's really interesting to me that the sport continually markets the safety. I don't I, – I, I, I say continue with every safety measure possible and really even step up the game in the safety, you know, measures portion – but don't market the fact that it's safe. Well, you know, it's, it's evil. Evil Knievel never marketed as uh, safe. Evil Knievel, did he, Tim? <laughs> no, but he had the safest helmet that he could possibly have. Oh yeah, right. So yeah, he, yeah. he had the safest, you know, the the you know elbow pads or, or knee pads or whatever the you know the leathers that he wore. Like he he took steps to be safe, and that's what motorsports should do. And and I'm not saying that we need to get away from safety. So I don't want anybody to take that comment the wrong way. I think that. You know, obviously, the safety aspects that are in place need to ex- be expanded upon. Everybody needs to get up and go to work or live a life on a Monday. But that being said, the fact that we market safety so heavily, you know, when, when they talk about safety every second word in a NASCAR race, um, you know, this sport was built on the the death-defying acts that these drivers were doing on the racetrack. And I'm not saying that they're not doing the same thing today because it's the dangerous sport. Sure it is. But the fact that we market and talk about the safety aspect so much is is one of those things. So rivalries, yes, we need more of them. Marketing the fact that we are a safe sport, I, I think that that is, that is another thing that, uh, you know, is just a thorn in the side of, of what the sport was built on. And uh, I, I think you're, you're right, 100%, the rivalry portion needs to happen. Yeah, and I, I think when you look at it, the Blinkhorn Butcher, I think rivalry has been the biggest that we've had out here on the East Coast the last couple of seasons. 100%. But when you look at uh, last year, Jonathan Hicken and Ashton Tucker, yeah, they, they rubbed fenders. They, they kind of moved each other out of the way a couple of times. But it was, it was the, the youth versus the experience. And now with Jonathan Hicken uh, going in, I don't like to use the word retirement. He'll be back in a race car before long. But stepping away from the seat, uh, who steps up to take that role? Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of racing this year on, on the East Coast, but I look at the Atlantic Modified Tour with Travis Conroy and Eves McRae, and I kind of see that sort of same thing with the youth and the experience. And uh, they're, they're a small tour. They have a dozen cars each week. Uh, they'll go up the road to Miramichi this weekend and, and do it all again for 35 laps. And, and, you know, they'll put on a great show, and that's what the fans want to see. If, you know, they can see some, some beating and banging and, and, you know, guys spinning each other out time to time, that's great. Uh, but some clean racing is is what uh, you can see too, and I think the Atlantic Modified Tour is uh, at least early in the season. And keep in mind the the sample size is three races this year. 
Uh, they fit the nail on the head. But uh, the only other racetrack, the only other province out east, at least, that's got in is, is Newfoundland. They've been clean and green with uh, all their restrictions. And you guys mentioned it last week. Sarah Thorne went to Victory Lane in their uh, Handling Realty 50s. So that was huge for them. Absolutely. Other than the snow that they got this week in the middle of June. Oh, poor guys. I really feel for them. Hey, Tim, we're getting up close to the top of the hour. We've got to throw it back to Toronto. Uh, but I do got to ask you, what do we got to look forward to on Tim's TV? What's coming up? Uh, coming up this week, we actually have live from Speedway Machine With all the rural stuff that we have, sometimes Internet's not the greatest to, to try to shoot out and get some video out. But we will be live from Speedway Machine this week. It's the day of eight. They have a figure eight trailer race Whoa. coming up this week. Uh, Demolition Derby, the Atlantic Modified Tour is there with the Sutherland's Excavating uh, 35. Bombers, mini stocks, street stocks, all the, all the gamut there. Uh, Petty does have an event, but unfortunately, we're still stuck in Nova Scotia, and we only have two crews, and half of the crew is still in Nova Scotia with myself and Dylan Langell and what have you. So uh, we're here uh, June 26, Speedway 660, and then we're hoping that the, the border's open, and in, not saying it's, it's fair ball, but we can go and we can do other things, and things get rescheduled, and maybe we can go pro stock or anything. No, that would not be awesome. Now, have you talked uh, Dylan Langell and uh, maybe jumping into that figure eight trailer race? If he was a, if he was allowed across the border, one hundred percent, he was going to go to the first one. He just told me I don't want a van. I've heard the, the same complaint for the last when was October eight months, ten months ago, whatever yep. it was. I want to do it again. I don't want a van. Uh, so we're he's going to be in another one of those demolitions. It's just a matter of when. He can get across the border to get there. Uh, can't wait till that border pops open, man, and we can all get back together. Timmy, I look forward to the day, but until then, we'll keep it tuned, and uh, it, we'll see how things shake out there on the east coast of Canada, uh, and uh, look forward to getting back together with you, bud. But I'm looking forward to it, and by the way, ask your next, next guest, Chris Hughes, about his uh, drink of choice. He owes me a bottle of one of his marketing partners' uh, new brands that they have uh they've done a great job marketing that 32c mm. this year so just just give him a a little bit of a jab on that oh and you can bet we're gonna timmy thanks so much for the time you take it easy and uh we'll keep it tuned to timscorner.ca this has been fun thank you guys you betcha tim terry out there on the east coast of canada always uh, a wealth of knowledge got his uh, ear to the pipe his eyes wide open it's going to be interesting to see how things start unfolding here, Junior. I know it feels like huge delay, but it's going to be over with quick. I hope <laughs> it feels like a huge delay. It is. It's uh, it's incredible. It's uh, everybody chomping at the bit for sure, and and uh, you know it, it, I'm I'm hoping that it is right around the corner, and then we uh, we're we're back at her. We are gonna be, and I got to let you know we are gonna throw back to. Uh, I don't know whether we got Scotty in Toronto or not. I do believe so, but we're going to throw it back to him uh, for a quick news update. And then our number two will begin. Let me tell you who we got coming up. Uh, Chris Hughes out in PEI. He is going to be up next. Uh, and then after Chris, we're going to get in touch with Craig Slonwhite, driver of the number 99. Sounds like he's got a new ride. Uh, can't wait to catch up with Craig. And then off to Canada's West Coast, we have Brandon Carlson going to come on the show, driver of the number 14 out there. Uh, of course, Canada 200 winner from last year at Western Speedway. And uh, they're getting ready to fire off for night number one 
and we'll get Brandon's thoughts heading into race number one. Uh, and then all that's going to take place in hour two. 90 seconds uh, is what the news update is from Sirius XM. And then we're going to kick off that hour number two. So don't you go anywhere. Junior and I, Susie Q, we're going to be back with you in just 90 seconds. Stay right there. You're tuned to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, the second hour of Race Time Radio is uh, getting all loaded up and ready to come at you full tilt. Uh, and I guess uh, we can safely say the All Star Race is probably underway. Um, I, I believe. Yeah, just starting now. Just starting now. The uh, the Tony Stewart SRX Ooh. series got kicked off last night um, on CBS. Um, it was uh, it was a pretty neat event. I believe that's on Rev TV Canada as well. I wouldn't know because I've got Rogers and I can't get Rev TV Canada here. Yeah, it was on CBS, like the actual network itself, and and uh, uh, you know it was uh, it was definitely pretty neat. The uh, the the local hometown hero, uh, Doug Kobe, went to Victory Lane at Stafford Motor Speedway. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. At each individual track, they're going to have a, a, a local short track ace uh, from each individual track. I know uh, by the sounds of it, you know, um, at Eldora, um, at, at each track, at Slinger, um, at Nashville, there's going to be a local guy that, that gets to jump in. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a huge win for Doug Kobe last night. There was, uh, there was a tremendous amount of excitement behind the event. Um, I, I loved it. I think it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think that, you know, on the, on the needs improvement side, I think it needs a few more cars to be exciting. Um, 12 cars is a little bit light, you know, even on a a track like, uh, like Stafford. Um, but that being said, they put on some great racing. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. There was a lot of excitement and a lot of happiness and, and, uh, a great crowd as well. So it was, it was all positive things. Well, we will check it out. Let's get back. (coughs) Excuse me. Easy for you to say. Uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in our next guest. This guy comes all the way from Potato Land, uh, PEI to be exact. His name is Chris Hughes. What's going on tonight there at 32? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing fantastic. Uh, you got that 32 ready to rock and roll or what? We're getting close, yeah. We were out uh, 
done like, uh, a week ago today, I guess. We were out for a test session. We had the, the track for the afternoon, and we uh pretty pretty encouraged by by how it went. So we're, we're excited to get going. Now, Oyster Bed Speedway is where you call home. Uh, that's your home track. How did it winter? How is it? Uh, did it feel any different? You hadn't been on it probably in uh, like a year and a half. Yeah, that's right. The last time we were on it was, gosh, it was. Yeah, the start of last season, we were able to test there. We never got to race there, but we did get one test in. But, no, the the guys had everything looking pretty good, and it looks like it's ready to go to me. you got to love it. Now, uh, with the with the car, is this a new car, Chris, or is this the same car redone? No, well, this is our – we had a brand-new CRF chassis last year, and then we only put the four or five races on it in last season, so it's uh, it's still pretty new. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you, you barely you barely got the new out of it. Uh, how did the test go for you? Uh, we were we were pretty happy by the end of the day, really. Uh, yeah, no, we tried some things, and we we're a little. Last year, we were a little bit. Like I say, we were disappointed, but we were a little bit not not where we thought we should have been with with the new gear. But we had did have some new stuff on it, and. Uh, I think we fixed up and found where we were missing a little raw speed, and, and we seem to have found it again. So I'm, we're pretty anxious and, and pretty encouraged. Nice. The, uh, uh, the getting out of the box and, and knocking the rust off is equally amount for the for the driver as it is for the car, right? It's uh, it, it's it, it's nice to get back out there and and you know kind of shake it off and 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 get back in the groove of things. Uh, Chris, oh, we, yeah. we just had Tim Terry on the program. Uh, he mentioned uh, one of your sponsors. You got a, a special bottle that you owe to Tim Terry, <laughs> but now the fact that we're delivering the message, you owe to us as well. Oh. So now it, it's compounding here. It's compounding. Well, you yeah. owe bottles to everybody. <laughs> but uh, everybody. it's uh, Tim Terry told us to relay the message. Uh, but talk yeah. a little bit about that. You've got a special uh, sponsorship. You've got a, a special bottle of 32C, it's called. Uh, talk a little bit about that program. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. We got we got hooked up with uh, with wine kits here. And this will be their second season on the car, so it's kind of the first time they did anything in motorsports, and it's been a real a real success there for them and for us. So we're uh, we're really pushing their stuff and trying to get people to go in and try it out. And we do have our own McNeil Hughes Motorsports labeled a couple of different brands of wine here. So we're we're going to have to get sampling and get get some spread around. That's ah, awesome. That's, that's, that's the way to do it. Now, uh, are things opened up now in PEI where people can get out and frequent their local establishment? Or uh, is it all underway? Or what's happening there? Yeah, we're, we're it's slowly coming, yeah. Um, yeah, you can go out to eat and you can and do those things here. And you have been able to for, for a while. So we just can't leave <laughs> without, uh, without isolating. We can't get across that bridge, but... I think that's supposed to change on the 21st or the 27th of June. We're supposed to be able to, now, to get out of here. How about the racetrack? Is it opening up now? Like, uh, what's the forecast doing for PEI? We got some really good news last night, or I think it was yesterday, last night, that uh, Robin McLean from Oysterbed announced that on July 3rd, they're going to be able to have a, their first event at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. And they're going to open the gates. They've got to follow all the protocols, but they're going to they're going to get going. That's exciting. Yeah, that's the way. That's what everybody wanted to hear because you guys were dark all last year, right? Uh, all last year, and the track never opened at all. No. Wow. 
Wow, that's uh, it's definitely you know a breath of fresh air for sure. I imagine the uh, the talk of the town for sure. You know, in, in in the motorsports community, everybody would be would be excited for that news. Uh, Chris, talk a little bit about the the uh, you know obviously you know we're playing the what if game, but but what does the schedule look like for you? You you guys have been notorious for picking and choosing you know where you guys go and 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 you know the events that you guys do uh, so that you guys can do it at the best of your ability, uh, but. What does your season look like uh, once everything fires up? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to, to give you a really straight answer on that right now. Corey and I were talking about it today some, but really the only date that we know right now is there's going to be a pro stock race July 3rd at, at Oyster Bay Speedway. So we're going to kind of work towards that. Gotcha. And obviously we'll wait to hear what the tour does and if their schedule is revised or or what's going to happen there. So we'll just have to wait and see a little bit but right now we are looking forward to the july 3rd date because the pro stock series here looks like it could be pretty a pretty good deal oh man putting it all into one lookout you guys will really be going after it uh, how about the crew chris <laughs> what do you got lined up crew wise all the same dudes who have you got on it yeah i mean it's just a uh, small crew with Corey and i and uh margo and laura Jaden and uh <laughs> grayson and uh, we had a couple of new guys actually come and help us at the test, and they got they got along really good. Danny and Matthew, uh, yeah. So it's basically the same small, small uh, close knit group that we always have, and whoever can you know find the time to come help us at the track. So we got old guys, new technology. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can do. We're uh, we, we think we're in pretty good shape. You never know until the day comes, but we're. We're, we're pretty optimistic at this point. Well, if there's anything I know about you, Chris Hughes, you guys have done your homework, and, uh, you know, the other competitors have better done their homework, or you guys are going to be uh, one fast card to try and catch. Yeah, I, I do. I feel like we did, a, a, did the, like I said, we're a little bit off with the four or five times we got out last year, and I'm, it would race really well. We just didn't have the raw speed we thought, and then we, we did find a few things, and we had... Uh, Ended up buying uh, another rear end from from King, and uh, ah, just did some some more stuff with CRF with Dean, and got some stuff straightened away that we didn't have right, and tested a few a few things, and of course some ideas of our own, and and we're really happy with with where we come out. Well, it's going to be exciting when you guys fire off. I know we look forward to. Uh... Uh, being with you is out there at some point uh, when things really open up. Uh, but I know we look forward to uh, uh, following you along on your Twitter, your Facebook stuff, and uh, we'll stay up with you. And uh, good luck with the uh, uh, with the first race weekend, and we'll see where things end up. Chris? Absolutely. Hope to see you at the track. Can't wait. You betcha. That's Chris Hughes. He is out in PEI. He's got the uh, 32 ready to rock and roll. Sounds like uh, things are ready to go for those guys. Yeah, you know, I think back to the interview that we had leading into the 2020 season. You know, we had him, uh, we were at the old studio, we were talking about the season that was in front of us, and he he was really excited oh, about yeah. all the different things that they had, you know, kind of lined up, and they were geared up and ready to go for 2020 like they hadn't been before, um, you know, with the new stuff that they had, the new technology, the, the you know, the new chassis that they had, uh, all of those things, um, there was a lot of excitement, and, uh, you know, last year, obviously, it was, uh, it was a mix and match season. 
Um, but you can hear it. They're uh, they're definitely you know they're they're primed. They're ready to go, and and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do if they can get into a groove and they they can they can get some races under their belt. Um, it uh, you know you look forward to that thirty two car being in in victory lane or or up towards the front uh, every time that they hit the racetrack. It's funny, you know, we covered the series um, uh, before the pandemic. This is tenth uh, year, right, that we've been. Uh, actually broadcasting races live from Canada's East Coast and got to know the teams. Well, you might as well say real well. Um, but uh, I, it wasn't that many years ago. All of a sudden, I seen this name, Chris Hughes, pop up. And I said to Tim, hmm, there's a new guy, Chris Hughes. He's going to be new. He said, Joe, Chris Hughes isn't new. I said, well, we, how long have we been out here, Tim? I've never heard of Chris Hughes from yep. PEI. Yep. And he goes, oh, hey, I get it. You haven't heard of Chris Hughes, uh, but you you go back a little ways before your day, yep. and you will find Chris Hughes. He was uh, a real dominant force. Yep. And sure. I said, wow, I, like didn't know anything about him, did a little research. And sure enough, Chris Hughes had stepped away from the tour perspective and wasn't involved for all those years that we were broadcasting. And then all of a sudden, Chris yep. Hughes come back out. And, man, we found out who Chris was right away. For sure. He may have stepped away for a little while, but uh, all he did was reload. Yeah. <laughs> and when he come back in, he was uh, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I can guarantee you he will be again in uh, 2021 if things fire off. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Craig Slonwhite from Nova Scotia going to join us right here live on Race Time. Stay with us. <laughs> Hi, I'm Derek Dearsma, driver of the number seven Wave Freight Super Late Mall, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Whatever gets you through the night. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do it too. They go big bulk shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dog sauce. Dog sauce. But I got a good deal. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. 
Fox News headlines 24-7. It's on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. We're live from America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And we're back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in. We go back to Canada's East Coast. Spend a little time out there tonight catching up with uh, some of the race teams and seeing how everybody's getting all situated and ready to go when that green flag goes in the air. And to talk more about that East Coast International Maritime Pro Stock Tour Series, uh, how about a, a crafty veteran, a guy that has won the Cat 250 in uh, a number of Pro Stock Tour races? Let's welcome in the 99 of Craig Slonway. What's going on tonight there, Craiger? How you doing? Hey, good, Joe. How you doing, bud? Man, it's been too long since I've seen you. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Way too long. And uh, how are things going? You're, uh, I guess, uh, to to say excited for a new season is probably an understatement. Yeah, understatement. You've got you hit the nail right on the head for sure. Just can't wait to get going. Can't wait to get life back to normal and move forward. Right, everybody's in the same boat. So, oh, this has been driving all of us crazy. Uh, uh, it has just been way too long. But man. The daylight is coming, Craig. We can see it. We can see it. It's just we just got to wait for it to get here. Um, I got to ask you, I know you flip-flopped a couple times, but is it Ford or is it Chevy now? <laughs> Chevy. It is a Chevy. Good for yep. you. Uh, that uh, And a new car for you. Uh, pardon, sorry, I couldn't hear you that time. That'll be a new car for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've... I've uh... We've moved on to uh, to a Fury car, so hopefully, um, hopefully we can get back to the winter circle. It's been oh, a long time. I wouldn't doubt it at all, Craig. Uh, you've been a tough cookie every time. I've seen you go out there and uh, compete, and not only compete, but uh, you know, be the guy to chase. Uh, on old tires, you, you're out there, and they're still trying to run you down, and something stupid will happen, and it'll cost you the race here, cost you the race there. I've seen it happen more times than enough. Uh, you need a little bit of luck, my friend, and uh, I think it's your turn. Oh, I hope so, and, and yeah, you're totally right. It just seemed like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what we did wrong or if we just got, you know, bad bad draw tires whatever the case may be but i've been in the situation way too many times now where we've been leading or dominant in that first half and you know save the good tires for the second half and think that it's going to be much better and just go backwards i'm so sick of it it isn't even funny i mean anybody that's in, been in the position before where you're dominating a race and, and you just finish anywhere other than first is not good <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely drive you crazy Craig, talk right. talk a little bit about the change. Obviously, uh, you know, it, it seems like just, uh, well, I guess it was two years ago, um, you, you had a new piece, 
and then you went back to what was tried and true. Um, you know, you, you had a little bit of difficulty, um, and you went back to your old car, I guess you could say. Um, and and now you're you're changing it up and and going down the fury path. Um, talk a little bit about that change. Uh, are you learning anything? Is it uh, is there anything that's jumping off the page that lights out different from what you had? Uh, and and what uh, you know what what are you uh, gathering from from this change? Well, I mean, you know, uh, I've just, I guess my whole, my whole career, I guess, uh, in the pro stock deal, we've been just that little bit behind, you know what I mean? And technology wise, however, the, the last, the, the old Hamke car that I had, I mean, it was like a 2000 and I don't know, 13 or 14 chassis. Uh, actually, it's even older than that, I think. Um, that car was just, you know, I took it down to Gary when I bought it. Um, when he was crux racing and he put his well-known Hampty setup in it and we won races. We won in, we won in 2014. No, we won in 2015 and 16, the, the River Lake International there two times or right back to back. And, um, the year after that, I think we finished third seven of 12 races um third in points like the old car was just solid like it was just it would be it would never be fast um right out of the box it would just stay you know the same speed all day and 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 at the end of the day you you pick uh pick people you know when they start falling off and that old car would just stay strong up until you know a couple years ago when you know dylan and cole and um, the young fellows just started waxing us, really, and they're smart. They're good. Um, I'm a firm believer that whatever they were in, whatever they had, they'd figure out and, and make it fast. Um, and then you're going to the racetrack. Um, I don't know. You're taking a knife to a gunfight race, mm-hmm. and for somebody that wants to win, uh, it's just it just wasn't it wasn't a lot of fun anymore. You know, I mean. The sponsors on the car that you want you want to win for the crew members, family, friends, fans, and at the end of the day, um, we went the new route uh, a couple years ago. There, Gary and I put a, a deal together. Um, it went together very fast. Uh, we were all excited to to go, you know, new car racing, best of best technology, and um put the deal together, brought that car up and, and it was, it was the, it was the absolute beautiful car. We tested it at Hickory. Everything seemed great. Um, we get it up here and we had to make some changes. There was a, there was a couple changes on that car that we had to make rules wise. And it was like, we could never really get it figured out right from race number one. And it was legit race number one. We had to make chance make, make changes. And, uh, you know, Gary was up a bunch. He, he slugged, we slugged. Um, we just could never get the right combination. And at the end of the day, um, things just never went well the whole year. Everybody was frustrated. Brand new car expected to light the world on fire and run with Dylan and Cole and Turple and Hicken. You know, we, we expected to run with these guys. And anyway, it just didn't work out. So that was like, that was. 2019 ended up wrecking it in Anaganish um, at the end of the year. It was the second last race or something, and uh, it, it was just 
at that time, it made more sense to send the car back to North Carolina to Gary, get it either fixed to move on to the next year, or um, the deal we had was um, me send it back and and he needed to fix it and and resell it or whatever. And that's basically what we did. I it went back to Gary and and that was it. And I kind of didn't have the money uh, really to either get it back. So just look ahead at getting back into the old car game. Going, you know what? Well, Jesus, we finished. We we slugged to finish tenth. Uh, we can get back in the old car, the old setup that Gary put on it in 2014 and probably finish in the top five every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and... remember that. I actually remember that, Craig, where uh, you were like, like you were Mr. Second or Third Place just about every race, especially at Riverside. Couldn't believe you were the bridesmaid that many times without winning, uh, especially after early in the race. The car was lights out fast, and yeah. you'd end up with a second or you'd end up with a third, always on the podium. And I, I would am. turn to Jerry or Josh or Brad, and I'd say, Slon White again, look where he is. That's going to drive him berserk. Yeah, yeah, and, and it did. So going into 2020, um, we were – the old car was ready. Um, we were getting ready to roll, uh, excited to, you know, finish maybe third, fourth, fifth-ish kind of deal right around there. And, and if somebody was, you know, if, if, if two or three of those guys didn't have a good night, maybe we could pull off a win. Mm-hmm. So we were excited. Um, new sponsor, buddy of mine, you know, two buddies of mine, uh, Derek and, and uh, Nick, Derek and Steve and Nick, uh, presidential ventilation and like we were, we were wanting to light the world on fire again with the old car, like just consistently, right? Right. And at the end of the day, we went to the first race fourth. Like, okay, yeah, well, that's basically what we expected. That's pretty good. Let's build on the momentum. Second race fifth. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, that's cool, but not really great. Um, next one we went to, we were we were quick. I think we were running third, and something got squirreled around, and uh, we ended up eighth or ninth or something like that but again it was it it instantly went back um to the frustrating side of things like okay we were psyched to go to the racetrack and finish you know fourth fifth third whatever we could so you do that um and and then well obviously it was covid last year too so there was no points we were going for fun so it was it was actually lighter for us to be able to do that like you know you, you knew that there was no points on the line let's just go and have fun and race and see if we can pull off a win well you know, Ashton Tucker, John, uh, Jonathan Hick, and um, Colt, like these guys were, uh, again, just that much faster, and it just turned us sour <laughs> pretty quick again. Um, three quarters of the way through whatever you want to call last year, uh, right. on a Friday night, Andrew, uh, Jonathan's brother Andrew Hick and their King Racing, he said, you know, him and I had talked about me making some laps in a car, and Jonathan couldn't make it to Petty. And uh, I hopped in it for them guys just to shake it down on the Friday night, you know, for me to have a, a little feel of a fury. And uh, got in it, couldn't really get it to the floor, couldn't, I wasn't comfortable in the car at all. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go, I was going to, you know, put a couple laps on, see what it feels like. Right. Well, went out on the racetrack um, after slugging for four hours on my old car, you know, thinking that we were, we were somewhat in the ballpark. And uh, I went out and I made I made five laps in that car, six laps, something like that. And it it it, it felt it felt so slow. It was fast. 
and I command Andrew gave me the watch, and, a, and I clicked through the watch, and we were, you know, four tenths faster than what I was in my car that I slugged on all day. <laughs> Wow. And kind of just said, like, I, I did the walk of shame with my helmet in my hand, walking from that car back down to my trailer. And the boys were like, how was that? And I said, well, it's like this. We should just load up and go home now and <laughs> save ourselves the grief. <laughs> so that's where the fury started. Um, it was just, it was kind of hard to believe, actually. Like, you know, I felt, the way I felt is that I always drive 150% every lap. Um, I give it my all no matter what. No matter if it's a horrible race car or a good race car, it's 150%. Yep. Well, when I get out of that one and I said to the guys, I said, here's what I feel. I feel that Jonathan is in a position in that car where he can run 60% until it's go time and then get on the wheel and check out. That's how I felt. Right. And that's what we would see. Like, I mean, the car was just, I mean, between him and Ashton last year, they basically ran, ran away with everything. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Prouse with the new Fury uh, at at um, Anaganish. Um, Greg wasn't in a race car all year and goes down there and dominates. Um, other than the last restart, but that's just whatever. That that stuff happens. So you know the wheels were turning, and after that, Jonathan had come to me and actually said, like, you know, bud, like uh, I might be giving it up. Don't say anything. Don't know if I'm giving it up yet or not. But <laughs> if I do, you know, well. Well, I'll let you know because he he was actually quite excited for me to be able to you know let's let's see if we can pull off this car let's see if I can afford to get in this car and um, sure enough at the end of the year uh, Andrew had got a hold of me and said you know Jonathan is done full time um, and we're going to sell this thing so myself and Matt my crew chief went down uh, to have a look at it and looked over it one night and kind of talked to Andrew and said, okay, well, just give me a little bit. i got to figure out if I can even make this happen, you know, right. a significant amount of money. So stuck my old car on for kind of a fire sale. Let's just see if somebody will pick it up. Um, had two other sponsors, you know, Presidential Ventilation and um, Archibald Drilling and Bat- Blasting step up and go, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to give you this much toward it if we can, we can sell the old car and come up with the money. And... Anyways, Jordan Vino come down and we sparked a deal. It was everything just kind of worked out really. I was able to Andrew was able to you know somewhat finance me the car until I had him paid in full, and I was able to do the same thing for for Jordan to be able to make it work. And here we are, we're ready to roll. You gotta love it. Have you got any test laps in yet on the new car? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, there when Scotia first announced the they, they were opening for practice i booked in for a sunday and put uh i don't know we didn't put many laps on actually we put probably i don't know if we put 50 i don't know if we put 50 laps on maybe somewhere's right around that um i i just there's i want to go racing <laughs> <laughs> 50 50 physical laps but you've turned about 11 million laps in your head right yeah that's the way yeah, that's no, the way that, that deal works especially yeah and and we tested like you say scotia home track you know i could somewhat get around the place i think with my eyes closed so um just it's just a different feel it's a different feel altogether it's 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 something that i'm not used to um uh, again i'm just i'm i'm excited to go racing i think andrew's excited to go racing my guys are all excited you know hopefully the fans are um it just it drove well it just it drove well it was fast out of the box like andrew said what, what do you want to try and 
we we kind of just went back and forth, and I, I was like, man, I like honestly, I think I think the car is much better than the track the day that we, we were there, mm-hmm. and made a change, made two changes just to just to see the reaction, and and the two changes did exactly what they were supposed to do, and I said, like, we got to put this thing in the trailer, and let's just let's try and. Just, like, let's just try to get everybody vaccinated for Christ's sake so we can go racing. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what you needed to do. Now, I just want to let you know, if you do develop a miss in that car, I know what it is. It'll be water in the fuel. Happened to uh, Jonathan. Uh, it's because was, it goes so fast and it, it, it actually condenses the water in oh, the air. That's he, what happens. He was lights out fast and then uh, he, he got to race time and he could not figure out why they had a mess in the car. And they figured yeah. it out. They had water in the I fuel. Know. So uh, He's pretty excited, I think. He's pretty excited for me to be in this car because he was, he was the same boat, really, uh, as, as I was for the last couple of years. Uh, I think 2000. You know, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was same thing. You know, going to the racetrack and fighting for fifth, pull off a win in PEI because he's he could run that place with his eyes closed. Right. Um. Same thing. He was he was ready to be done with it, and, and Andrew convinced him, no, let's put a new car together uh, for for 2019. They did. He come out gum guns blazing. You know, ran with Dylan the whole year, swap wins back and forth, and and Cole and stuff, and um. You know, like finished second in points. It was just it was a rebuild year for him. Then 2020, which last year was like you say only a half-assed year, but I think he won. I don't know. He won five of seven races, maybe that he was in, or four oh, of seven, yeah. whatever the case may be. Everything at Petty. I don't think there was anybody went at Petty. Uh, other uh, the two car. The two car was real quick too. Yeah, him and Ashton. They just yep. went, they went at it. They went at it the, every every time we were there. It was, you know, it was pretty cool to see two guys go at it like that just not fun yeah. when they're laughing you yeah <laughs> just not when you're in the race right yeah no <laughs> incredible craig this has been great catching up with you i know we look forward to seeing how you're going to make out with that new car uh i got a sneaky suspicion you ain't going to be a bridesmaid much longer man uh i think those days are over uh victory lane will look good on you once again oh buddy i can't wait i can't wait to hold the checker flag again 2016, I think, was the last uh, the last checkered flag at Petty for the international, and it's I'm just I'm not interested in that anymore. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, uh, you're going to be back in victory lane. I know it. You can hear the passion in you, uh, and you're going to be in a good piece. Um, I'm excited for you. Can't wait to see you out there. And I know uh, you'll be racing before we get out there because that Atlantic bubble is going to go in. You guys are going to go green. You won't let anybody from Ontario in yet. But as soon as you do, you can bet that we'll be out there uh, covering you guys full tilt. And uh, I, I know the name Craig Slonwhite is going to come up a whole lot. Oh, buddy, I hope. I really do. I, uh, I, I hope so. I hope it, uh, hope it re-energizes everybody that we can go at it for a couple more years anyway. So, You betcha. Look forward to it. Craig, thanks so much for the time tonight. You go back at her, man. Awesome, guys. Thanks. Good to hear from you. And fingers crossed that uh, everything moves ahead here. You betcha. That is the 99 Craig Slonwhite watch for him. Oh, man, you got to watch for him. He is going to be so good in that new car. Going to be real exciting. We're going to hit our final break. And then off to Canada's West Coast we go. 
we got Brandon Carlson going to join the show, driver of the number 14 at Western Speedway. Uh, they're going to go green next weekend. We're going to catch up with them tonight. Hey, race fans. This is Chad Collins from Delaware Speedway Safety Crew. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Race Time Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores port hawksbury new glasgow and Indigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Four contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. Hey, you two, get your asses in here. Ah, I kind of think he was yelling at us, Junior. The two of us. But we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. I sure hope you're enjoying the show, talking short track racing across Canada. Uh, We were just in the Maritimes talking with Craig Slonwide and Chris and, oh, Tim Terry. Uh, And now we're going to go off to the west coast of Canada, all the way out to beautiful British Columbia, and uh, talk with the driver that ended his season last year with a uh, huge success in the Canadian 200. He was the guy that won the Canada 200. Of course, I'm talking Brennan Carlson, driver of the number 14 car, and he's getting ready to 
get back in the saddle and go after another big checker flag this coming Saturday night. Let's welcome him in. What's going on tonight there, Brando? How are you? I'm great, guys. How are you doing? I'm just out here uh, watching the uh, All-Star race and working on the cars. Ah, nothing will get you energized for getting the, the car ready to go, like having the NASCAR race on in the background, right? Yeah, you got her. We are uh, getting ready to go for the first of the cake, uh, Steakhouse and Bar 2050 Late Model Series here in Victoria Saturday night. We've got our uh, opening uh, opening night. It'll that, be great. Gotta love it. Now, uh, any any fans allowed at uh, Western this year? Uh, like this year, this coming weekend? Uh, it's very very limited limited to fifty people in the grandstand, and it seems uh, the first right of refusal is to the family members of the race teams. Is how they're doing it. Ah, well, there you go. That's uh, that's involving the team uh, families and stuff like that. That's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, they've done a really good job working with our local health authority, and uh, they've been on the ball, and um, it, it's really worked good. They've had uh, two. They had an opening bomb two races already. We had uh, last night. We had the wingless sprint cars and street stocks, and then uh, the week before we had the Hornet cars and the bombers as the uh, season opener, and it was good really good the racers supporting it and uh you know coming on out to support western speedway yeah you gotta love it uh yeah you guys have got a unique situation there uh i know it was the first time i got to look in last year on rev tv watching uh the big race and i I gotta tell you junior and i thoroughly enjoyed it here uh frank actually frank wolf from quick quick the owner of quick quick was up here at our place uh, and he tuned in and watched it as well for a little while before he had to jet. But uh, that, good on you guys. That was quite a race for you last year to end the season. Yeah, that was that's uh, a race that was on my bucket list. I mean, if you're a West Coaster, you know, uh, late model racer or racer, the Canada 200 is kind of the biggest uh, biggest race I think on the West Coast. You know, for late models and pro late models, and to, just to put my name on that trophy is uh, that was really just a dream come true. Well, you got that uh, that box checked, if you will. Now you've got 2021 in front of you. How's the preparation for the 14? Are we going to go at the season with the same car we had last year? Or did you uh, do what you racers normally do and go out and change it all up? No, no. I'm, uh, we've, got, uh, we've upgraded the motor program a little bit. Uh, we run crate engines out here, so we were able to afford a little newer crate engine. Uh, and that 14 car is um, going to be run on the island. Uh, we've got Western Speedway and uh, new owners at Saratoga Speedway who have just completed a multi-million-dollar uh, renovation. And check that place out online. Uh, Rob Layton and his family purchased it, and it is beautiful. And uh, they're working really closely with Western Speedway and um, to uh, align the rules. And we're going to have a really big week uh, the beginning of September with the Canada 200 uh, Labor Day long weekend. And a week later, we're going to run a 150 straight up at Saratoga. It's going to be a really big week. Some great things are happening out here. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Saratoga. And you know what? I will chase that down. You know it, Brandon. I'm going to chase that down. We're going to get the owner of that... uh, that track on here and find out more about Saratoga. Uh, we, we've had uh, 
uh, Mr. Seabird on a couple of times over the last couple of months uh, talking about Penticton. So, yeah, I agree with you. You guys have got lots happening out there oh, with the rebuild yeah, no, of Penticton. Uh, all of it. It's all coming together. Oh, it's uh, Penticton. Well, I'm, I've got their uh, open test um, circled on my calendar. We're They're running a little more of a proper pro-late model race car division up there. So we've our super late model, we've put a Chevy crate engine in it, and we've got it circled. We want to go test there. It's apparently going to be, from the pictures, it's going to look like a lot like Tucson Speedway, where we raced in the wintertime. And, uh, I, yeah, I've seen Trevor and his son Riley race down there as well in their vintage sprint cars. So I, I'm thinking that place is going to uh, be just like Tucson and a lot of fun, a lot of three, four wide racing. <laughs> I know uh, Trev's really, really excited as uh, we've heard from, you know, competitors and fans out that way. Everybody is stoked uh, to, to get things fired up. How far away would Penticton Speedway be from where you guys run all the time at Western or Saratoga? It's uh, after you get off the ferry, we've got an hour and a half ferry ride, and after you're off the ferry, it's about a four-hour drive into the Okanagan. So it's really... It's not that bad compared to driving Northern California or Oregon or anything like that. It, you know, it's it's not a bad drive at all. Yeah, but there's nothing to look at all the way. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not like there's yeah. any there's no scenery at all. Oh no, it's, it's just like the prairies. Yeah, it's you're flat, definitely flat. just driving just driving through the prairies on the way there. You know, it's a little bit of a boring no, drive. No, we get we get the odd mountain slides here and there to look <laughs> at as we drive the Hope Princeton Highway. It's not so bad. It's so beautiful. Oh, and you got to hold up a little bit because the odd antelope will go flying yeah. by. Oh, did you see the bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you guys are pretty fortunate out there. Just so you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. No, we're really looking forward to Penticton. Trevor and his uh, and his family are doing an amazing job with that place. It looked like they laid pavement down uh, as I was following along on the weekend Saturday there. So uh, we're really excited to get the cars up there to, to give her a rip on the new track. Absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit. You know, it's it's this is really interesting, Brandon, because last week we had this exact conversation uh, with Alex Nagy, uh, but the the. Uh, the landscape of the sport, you know, it's. I think that Ontario is in a better spot than it has been for a long time, and you know, on the other side of the pandemic, and it sounds like it's the exact same way on the West Coast. Of course, with you know, new owners, um, you know, people people investing in the sport, uh, people taking a deeper dive into different divisions. It seems like uh, you know, really on, on the other side of this, when we get the the green light to peel the mask off and and you know get back to it, it it seems like we're in a pretty good spot here. Yeah, you, you know, I think uh, if you can look at one bright side from COVID, it's that everybody got a little time off to reset and maybe build those bank accounts up because you know the car counts we've seen since uh, you know restrictions have kind of lifted. We go racing here were astronomical. I mean, we went from about six to eight street stocks, and uh, Saturday night there were 20. And, and guys coming from the lower mainland and uh, Agassi Speedway. And uh, I know um, Western has had 20 cars fill tire orders, pay for them, and pick their tires up. So, I, I you know, I'm never one to speculate on how many cars are going to show up this coming weekend, but 20 cars have purchased and picked up their tires. Wow. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good for a, a late model race on an island in Canada. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. 
No kidding. And I don't know. How's it been out there? You guys having a hard time getting tires? I know uh, there there are some struggles with some classes that I've heard of here in the province of Ontario uh, where they're having trouble getting the stuff to make the tires with. So it's not really the tire company, but uh, the raw materials sometimes having a hard time. Yeah, uh, we're uh, I, I'm a little removed from it. But I'm not, I, I don't think, I mean, we had our big Hoosier tire order show up, and uh, we haven't really raced yet. So I guess time will tell come August when we uh, when we have the big sprint car and late model races come around. I'm not sure about American Racer, uh, um, but as time goes on here, we'll see if we get affected by it. I know we had a large Hoosier order, and it all showed up. Um, so, no, I, I think we're going to be okay. Um, you know, we're, we're also a consumption racetrack, so... You know, we're only allowed one new tire a night kind of deal mm-hmm. and uh, in most of our classes. So I, I think hopefully that isolates us from it a little bit. But time will tell come August when, the, you know, the second tire order goes in for the year. Yeah, and when you put an order in well in advance, I guess, uh, you know, the manufacturer has enough time to prepare and get things done. And, and you know what, Hoosier Tire has always been good for that. Uh, I remember back in the days when I had the All-Star Racing Series, uh, we were on Hoosiers, and I know, I know Ron McKay always took care of us, uh, did a dynamite job with Hoosier, loved being on those tires, and uh, hey, uh, as you progress, now you guys are just getting underway coming Saturday night. Uh, you're going to get uh, out of the box and get racing. But there is no doubt the Canada 200 at the end of the season is one of those premier events. I would take it that the planning and everything else is all in full motion now for the big event. Uh, how about the, the, the feel for the race teams uh, being on national television last year live has got to energize a lot of teams saying, hey, I'm going to be in that one this year. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, been, um, it's been really good for the racers. And um, the television uh, station, which is a local station, they are very enthused to um, uh, possibly televise the race again. Uh, the reason being was um, it blew the Stanley Cup playoff games out of the that night uh, blew the playoff games out of the water for viewership. Um, some of the viewing numbers were a minimum of like thirty six thousand people tuned in at one time, and over a hundred thousand people uh, had actually turned the race on and watched it. So that you know that's for short track racing in Canada. I mean that's really good viewership, and definitely um, some people in television took notice of that. It's been a really positive thing for both the Razors and, I think, um, the television station that uh, took the chance on us and broadcast that live. You know, that was they, they really stepped to the plate and did that, and uh, I think it's paid off for everybody. Yeah, good, good on checks, right? Uh, they're a good TV channel. I know they have, uh, you know, checks television right across the country. I know there's a checks TV in Peterborough uh, right here in Ontario, and, uh, they do do a great job, and and good on checks out there in BC for you know initiating that and, and getting it going along with the racetrack uh, for allowing it and uh, all the sponsor participation. You know it doesn't happen without everybody pulling on that same rope, and uh, it'll definitely pay dividends. There'll be a lot of people. Uh, I guarantee you, when this pandemic is over. You got a lot of race fans all over the country that are going to look at maybe that being that short track race that they're going to go out to BC and check out. 
Uh, that would be kind of cool. I know it's on our bucket list. Man, I want to get to that race. Yeah, it, it's something special. 200 laps on one set of tires and some of the best on the West Coast. It, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. And it's, it's definitely a race everybody needs to come see before uh, before I get you know we kind of lose western here in the next couple of years yeah. so it'll it, it's it's quite quite a remarkable race if you've never seen it incredible tonight we're with uh, brenda carlson driver of the number 14 out in bc getting ready to go uh brent the 14 car how is the crew how is the sponsorship you got it all decaled up how about the crew you got the same core group of guys heading into uh 2021 absolutely I, i'm so fortunate um I've had the same guys around me as long as I've been racing. Um, you know, really, we're the second kind of generation of racers. Uh, my dad, uh, Glenn Crocker, Daryl Midgley. Uh, Daryl's raced a long time on the West Coast, all over, and we're kind of their kids. And so uh, we're a real tight-knit group, and uh, we're very lucky to have – I'm very lucky to have the crew uh, that I got. You know, it's you know that my success is just generated by them. They're just phenomenal. I I couldn't race without them. How about new technology this year? Did you learn anything in the off season that you just can't wait to roll out come Saturday night? Yeah, you know we've um, we've had a few. We've been to a couple tests and tried a few things, and we definitely found something. So, um, you know, I, I'm. I'm thinking we're going to be pretty good come Saturday. You know, we left on a high note, uh, winning, winning sort of two big weekends last year. It was the only two weekends we did were able to race. And so I'm pretty enthused about Saturday night. Good. Good news is you won those races. Bad news is now you got a target on your back and everybody's going to be gunning for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, you know, nobody wants to beat me worse than my brother. I'm staring at his car next to mine here and, uh, He's he's him, Rory Smith, um, uh, Dave Hamrick's always fast in the Orange Thirty Three. Um, you know, uh, he Dave's a great guy to race against, and we've raced together a long time. And um, you know, he him, you can guarantee that Orange Thirty Three will be up at the front come the end of the race. Well, yeah, he was having a really good two hundred, uh, and then he ended up having trouble. But he was up front there. He was the man. It looked like uh, I want to say it was right around that lap one seventy mark, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, Dave and I got hooked up, or and uh, both ended up going for a spin uh, around lap yeah one forty or something like that. And um, unfortunately, he got a he couldn't continue on. And um, but no, uh, he is always one to beat and one to watch. He he is a phenomenal racer. Well, this has been great catching up with you tonight. I know. Uh... Uh, everybody's excited to get the season underway, and I know uh, fan restrictions just yet out there, but you know those are going to be lifted. Uh, July is coming, and from what I've heard, July, uh, late July, early August, uh, uh, things could be looking really, really good and just about back to normal. Is that what you're hearing out there, too? That's what we're hearing as well, and uh, it, it, we're hearing, you know, those fans are going to be packed by uh, the end of August. That's what we're hoping. Uh, I, and I sure hope for early August. You know, Westland's got a few marquee events. Uh, the Daffodil Cup is a big sprint car race, uh, pavement sprint car race in, in mid-August, and I sure hope they can have all the fans back for that. Western Victoria is a huge sprint car town, and uh, 
that the place was always filled for the Daffodil Cup. Sprint cars and and super modifieds too, right? Like that's it's kind of yeah. like a it's like a mixture. It's a hybrid, right? It's an asphalt sprint car program, but there's a mixture on the racetrack of of you know outlaw sprint car style and you know IMCA or IM IMSA uh, uh, super modifieds, right? Absolutely, they just have weight penalties for. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you got a big block or a, a 410, they all just kind of weigh a little something different. They have a max width rule, I believe. I'm not uh, super knowledgeable on them, but they get a big car count. And it's, you know, it's a very prestigious race for if you're in the open wheel to win the Daffodil Cup. And, um, you know, they, it's always drawn a huge crowd. It's always a packed house for the Daffodil Cup. For sure. Well, you watch out to those guys from uh, Rust Valley. They'll be coming out there. You guys gave, got, got them a taste of everything. you got to watch those boys. They're going to be out there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've seen um, those guys, and JF's got that uh, offset road through deal, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, incredible. Brandon, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Hey, be safe out there. Good luck in race number one, and uh, uh, we look forward to getting the winner on next week. So uh, you never know, could be a return trip. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, guys. I really appreciate it. And, uh, check out West, West uh, Shore Motoplex on, uh, and Western Speedway online. I'm sure they'll have a live feed of the races. They've had it up the last couple weekends for all the fans who want to watch. Absolutely. We'll do that, and we'll be checking out Sarasota, too, and we'll be, uh, I might have to lean on you for, uh, for, for a little bit of uh, contact info. Not a problem. Anytime, guys. You betcha. Brendan Carlson, thanks so much for the time. Take care. Off he goes in BC, getting ready to go for a huge weekend for and those it's guys. Saratoga, Saratoga, not Sarasota, not Sarasota. We're not talking about Florida, exactly. You see, <laughs> uh, well, it feels like Florida. Hey, absolutely, a wee bit. So you're off to a track next weekend, Flamborough Speedway. Yeah, I'm going to be spotting for uh, for Rick McBurn in his uh, inaugural, uh, you know, pro late model endeavor so mm-hmm. that should be pretty cool um i'm looking forward to that sunset speedway gets Opens underway up. yep for sure. uh sobble speedway practice yep. will go next saturday i want to want to put a reminder out to all the junior late model teams um if you're gonna come out for practice i don't care even if you're gonna be racing at a track or whatever don't forget to get the parental consent forms all signed yes. and ready. Yep. Uh, you don't want to get to a back gate at a track and not be able to go do what you want to do exactly. because you haven't got the forms signed and only one parent's there. I just wanted to make that reminder. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are, For sure. uh, Bendler or whatever. Um, you, make sure you get those forms done ahead of time so yeah. that you're not getting disappointed at a track. And the times have been launched for the United 8 oh, and yeah. the combined 4s at Sobble Speedway. 15-4 uh, will be the time for the United 8. Yes. 15-4-0-0-0. Um, so you just can't break that time right. in the United 8. Right. Uh, the combined 4s uh, will be 17.3-0-0-0. Um, so uh, and that's for the four-cylinder class. Yeah, so. and this is something totally, yeah. and I mean totally brand new, uh, never been done at a short track here in Ontario that I know of or across Canada 
uh, on a regular basis. It's going to happen at Savile Speedway. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, bracket racing kind of on, on oval. It's yeah. uh, bracket racing meets, uh, meets an elimination style racing. Um, but uh, conventional racing, it's heads up. The guy, sure it is. you know, the first one to the checkered flag, as long as you haven't break, broken the time, uh, you're the winner. So, yeah. uh, going to pay a thousand dollars to money. win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And money on the line. for those combined force, 500 bucks to win. Yep. Uh, for a Saturday night race, man, that's off the hook. Yeah, definitely. It should be, uh, should be pretty interesting. And really, like, when you look at it, it doesn't matter if you have a pure stock, a four fun, a mini stock. You know, you fit the rules for the yes. four-cylinder, even if you're a dirt guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as it's a car and it's a four-cylinder. Um, and it's got, and it's got fenders on it. Yep. And, and you meet all the safety requirements, then uh, you're uh, you're in. Uh, same deal with the V8s. You know, I, it's really interesting. I'm hearing, you know, there's a couple hot rod guys. There's a couple Luke, uh, 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 Sportsman Cup guys. Um, there's a bunch of super stocks. There's a, limited, you know, late, limited models. late models. There's yep. a handful of, of different styles of cars that are all going to partake in the United eight. So, um, you know, I had a conversation offline with a guy yesterday, uh, 29 cars is what he had totaled up, uh, for the United eight. So, uh, it would be interesting as heck to see, uh, that come together. Yeah. Incredible. Can't wait. The season is about to fire off. If it hasn't already for you, uh, what we want you to do is be safe. Uh, get to the track when you're able, when it's okay. Check with your local uh, racetrack and find out what the situation is uh, and get out there as soon as you can. Uh, It's going to be a great season. But that's going to do it for Junior and I here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank Susie Q here for hooking us up with our guests. Got to thank Scotty in Toronto. And we got to thank absolutely all of you for tuning in to Race Time Radio. Uh, For if it wasn't for you, there would be no Race Time Radio. Uh, But we will be back with you next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, live right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe and get to your local racetrack when you can. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 